and on SoundCloud as well for all our audio listeners. Thank you for tuning in each week. And just say, I'm growing. I'm growing. Therefore, we're growing. Therefore, we're growing. Therefore my church is growing. My church is growing. Because I'm growing. Because I'm growing. Amen. Can't have give God. Praise God. Well, you remember uh, last week, I know Linda Kay's online. She was having a cold. Dietrich said she was suffering with a cold. And we, I think we already dealt with that. So praise Jesus. I hope you're feeling great. Please comment online if you are and when you are. We rebuke every cold, virus, every foul symptom in Jesus' name. You have to die and die swiftly now in the name of Jesus. We take full authority over you. And we take full authority over lack as well. That's not part of our covenant either. We tell lack to get back in Jesus' name and prosperity flow. Flow like a river into this place and into the hands of your saints in Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Well, I was telling you last week how I served under Pastor Rick Warren in the children's ministry. Remember that little kid I told you about? And uh, I was in charge of 30 kids, ages 2 and 6. That's the age bracket I chose because they developed their own little personalities and can talk back to you. So I thought, I'd put me in, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> amen. Put me in. <laughs> and I went to church. Morning. That's right. And this one little boy, you know, he was probably five years old. I've filled up fish crackers and juice to every kid. And this one little boy just raised his cup and said, more juice here. And I just ignored him, Sharon, for, for the whole class, went around filling all the other kids. And then he said it again with fire in his eyes, more juice here. <laughs> and I just kept ignoring him. And then I went over him and I said, what do you say? And I got him. But when I went to put in my application for the Ministry of Helps there in the children's department, Rick Warren was in the office that day, and it struck me forever, and his humility. And this is, a, this is when he was writing Purpose Driven Life, a, a national bestseller five years in a row. That'll change your life, having a bestseller for five years, amen. And he was in the office, and he got down on his hands and knees and said, we're not worthy. We're not worthy when I put in my ministry to, to serve, amen. And that struck me, his humility. Well, go, go figure. I went out to Spaghetti Factory with some friends and the family last night, my favorite place. I was raised there, you know, with traditions, <laughs> praise God. And uh, lo and behold, Rick Warren was there. This is last night. And it was his birthday. Last night, January 28th, was his birthday. And he introduced himself to all my family, hugged Clarissa. You know, he never met our kids before. And introduced himself to all the kids, and then he told me it's my birthday. He said, happy birthday. I said, you're a man after God's own heart. I'm here, you're here. We love Spaghetti Factory. Go figure. Praise God forever. But you know what he did? When I walked up to him, I said, hey, I'm Elisha Bonanzi. Remember me? <laughs> and he said, guess what he did? In his chair, Spaghetti Factory. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're talking 2001 here. 22 years ago. He remembered that. And then he remembered you guys. I said, I'm Russ and Ginger's son. We're not worthy. Kay was there. Josh was there. His whole family. And God's just so faithful to confirm the calling. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's his favorite child. How about you? Amen. There's just times that God orchestrates in the spirit for you where you just feel blessed and you're confirmed, you know? And he just, it's just heaven reaching down to you personally. And you feel like you're the only one on earth. Amen. And he confirms the calling with signs following. Amen forever. But God is so good. And I love serving under that man. He's got the gift of leadership. And I glean that from him. You have to have a bestseller, amen, and running a church and a huge ministry. And then mom and dad used to house missionaries at the house from all over during the peace uh, thing he instituted. And so I got a taste of that, which was awesome. Preachers from all over the world staying at mom and dad's home, amen, with me there. So praise God. God's a good God. And the humble beginnings don't despise the day of small beginnings. They were there when there was 12 people in Tribuca Hills High School gym before they possessed the land. And this year, 2023, the righteous will possess the land, amen? Psalm 37. It's our land, and we're taking it back. God created it for us, amen? He created it for the saint, not the sinner. Amen forever. So everything you see out there belongs to you. Say, I'm a joint heir. I'm a joint heir with Christ. And an heir of God. What he has, I have. What I have, he has. We're in this together. I'm in covenant with the creator of the world. Amen forever. Praise God. Isn't God so good and gracious? 
I just wanted to show you that, and then he took a picture with me. I just love God. Amen. All these men in my life that, you know, built me up and trained me, I said, thank you for your service, and um, I was raised well because of you. Thank you. Praise God forever. And um, let's go here to Mark, the Gospel of Mark, if you will. I love the Gospel of Mark. I think this was Brother Hagen's favorite, too. He read through the Mark all the time, cover to cover, start to finish. And he always preached from Mark 11:22, didn't he, Brother E. Hagen, Kennedy Hagen? And people would come up to him all the time. He's like, why are you still preaching from Mark 11:22?" He said, well, when the people get this, we'll move on to something else. <laughs> and he preached that for over 50 years. And he's still preaching that in heaven, I bet. Amen? <laughs> he was commissioned. God told him specifically, go and teach my people faith. And that's what he did. You know, when you're called of God in a certain area, you got to stay with it. Amen? You got, you got healing hands for cancer. Go, go find those cancer victims and heal them. Amen? If you got a, a knack in healing for ear disorders, go lay hands in people's ears. Amen? And, and stick with your niche. Everyone in the body of Christ is anointed to serve. Like Cher said, he's raising up an army. Amen. And we're part of it. Yeah. And every soldier has his own marching orders. So we just stay in our own line, our own rank, and our own formation. Amen. And run our race. You know, I get caught, caught uh, catching other ministries that are much bigger than mine. And they're around my same age. And, you know, you just stay faithful. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> to be honest, they have their calling and I have mine. I'm not going to compare, and neither should you. Amen. You should be the best you you can be. Amen. Yeah. And just serve where God has you and do it faithfully, and God will promote you. Amen. And exalt you. He's in the exaltation business. Yeah. Have you noticed? He's not in the depression, poor as a worm. I'm a dirt. I'm a worm. I'm in the dirt. No, he raised you up from the dirt. Amen. That's your outward man. But your inward man was born again and raised up with Christ. Amen. You're a new creature, a new creation. You're a sent one, a saint sent from heaven. The old man died, praise God he did. And the new man entered your body when you said yes to Jesus. He who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You look at airplane crashes that go down, they don't call on Muhammad. The black box recorders. They don't call on Buddha. They don't say Buddha. You know, they say Jesus. Because Jesus is still alive. Buddha and Muhammad are dead. But Jesus is still alive. Can I get an amen? Say Christ in me. The hope of glory. Christ lives in me. I'm his vessel, I'm his mouthpiece, I'm his hands, I'm his body on earth. Therefore, nothing can get done without me. Say, here am I. Lord, use me. Empower me to prosper. Empower me to evangelize. Empower me to win the lost at all costs. Father, give me the gift of hospitality, a care for strangers, a care for the lost. A deep concern for those on their way to hell. Use me to give them what you freely given me. Everlasting life. Health and healing to all my flesh. Prosperity to every account. Thank you, Father. I have freely received. I freely spread it in Jesus' name. Now give God a shout. Amen. We got some forceful... Mighty taken prophets of the Most High God in the house. Amen. God is equipping his saints. There ain't just going to be one Billy Graham in these days. There's going to be countless thousands of Billy Grahams. Amen. There's not just going to be one Oral Roberts in these days. There's going to be countless Christians who have arisen with healing in their wings. Amen. Countless thousands of Christians upon thousands who God will use to touch a nation. To touch your nation. To touch your block. To touch your church. To touch your business and ministry. Amen. Praise God forever. He's called you. Say, I'm called. I'm, called. I'm, the called. I'm the called. I ain't going to die in my bed. Amen. I'll die in the street if I have to. Amen. Serving God. Amen. Amen forever. I rebuke comfortable Christianity. We're on fire for God. Amen. Amen. God never called us to be comfortable. He called us to be on fire. And fire just burns up everything it touches. Amen. You're catching fire and then someone else is going to catch fire. Pass the torch. And bring them in. Amen. Make disciples. Go into all the world. Cher said it. It's the great commission to every Christian. Every one of us have that as a mission statement. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And you know there's people that are sent to you. And only you can reach. 
Therefore, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. You don't have to minister to everybody. I don't. I know those hearts who are blocked to the gospel. I don't talk to them. So let's let, deal with them. It ain't me. But I'm called to the ones I'm drawn to, and you're called to the ones you're drawn to. Amen, Steve? And it, everyone's different. And everyone can leave a, a, a fingerprint for Jesus in their own body, in their own way. That I can't. That only you can. You know, God called us each individually, but collectively as a body. So go to those ones you feel drawn to. Amen? Don't speak to the ones you're not drawn to. I love the story of Elijah and Elisha. <laughs> and when Elijah, you know, the Lord told Elijah, he's going to take your place. You've complained. You're being a baby. i got to take you out of here. Right? Ran from Jezebel, hid in the cave. Uh, you're done. <laughs> Elisha's next. He's going to be prophet over Israel in your stead. Go, case, go place your mantle on him. And whatever happened with Elijah's life was up to him, whether he followed him or not. But Elijah's instruction was just to walk by. He saw Elisha plowing a field with a yoke of oxen, and he cast his mantle on him and just kept walking. Onward, Christian soldiers marching on to war. Still going about the master's business until he was taken up in a chariot of fire. Amen? And it was up to Elisha on what to do with that mantle. And Elisha ended up saying after 17 years of service, wasn't overnight, 17 years he served the prophet. Elijah lasted at least another 17 years because Elisha served him that many. Amen. And that anointing, and then he said, Lord, let a double portion of his spirit, not his anointing, let a double portion of his spirit be upon me. And he said, if you, if you see me go up, if you stay close to me and keep serving, and stay close to me and you see me go up, it'll be done unto you. A double portion you'll have. And that's now why we have 14 miracles done in the life of Elisha and only seven recorded miracles in the life of Elijah. It was proven in scripture that he received a double portion of his spirit. He did double the amount of miracles. And then it says when Elisha died, a soldier was walking over the ground and fell into his tomb. And even the bones of Elisha rose this soldier up from the dead. Just the bones. So the double portion of Elijah's spirit was still in Elisha's bones long after the flesh had deteriorated. Amen. That's why I'm careful with our kids. I see a fossil and I'm careful to pick it up. Is the anointing still in it? Hey, whose body was this? Amen. Whose bones were these? Amen. But even your bones are anointed. Because the Spirit of God is now in you. Get this. The Spirit of God was not in Elisha. It just came upon the men of the Old Testament for service. And then he left it. And then David said, bring me a minstrel so that the Spirit can fall upon me again. And the anointing oil can fall upon me again for service. And then it lifted. And then he'd go into the tabernacle and play music. And then he'd come back on again. All the prophets had their minstrel. So I told Arthur, I, you're mine. I claim you in Jesus' name. You're my minstrel. Amen. I need you. The prophetic anointing starts bubbling up in me when he plays. Amen forever. And every prophet had their minstrel. Praise God forever. But there's something about chords and tunes and frequencies that bring the anointing on certain individuals. But now the Holy Ghost is now in you permanently. It just lifted off Elisha and Elijah. But now he's in you. And when John, we were talking about John the Baptist, Jesus said, there's no greater one than him. There's no greater prophet than John. But surely I tell you, those of you who are born of the Spirit are greater than him now. Because the Spirit of God now is in you. It's in you permanently. Just came upon John the Baptist for preaching baptism of repentance and left and came upon him and left but now it's in you 24 7 so you don't have to feel anointed i got news for you you don't have to feel like your hands are ringing to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover you don't have to feel like sharing the good news it's just in you it's who you are you just need to rub off on somebody amen and get close enough to a stranger and love on them and they'll start crying right in your presence and weeping when the Holy Ghost touches them. Amen? You move to the Holy Ghost, you're going to experience that. And what a blessed assurance. What a blessed thing to experience when the Holy Ghost just comes on someone and touches their life. And they start weeping and crying. It's just the joy of the Lord. Cleansing out all the hate, all the impurity. Because fire is in you. And it'll cleanse whatever it touches. You look at these hills that have been touched by fires on the toll road and such, and all the land's decimated so that new growth can grow. Jesus said it that way, a seed must die for a harvest to come. 
I must fall to the ground. Get behind me, Satan. I must die for many to be risen. And Jesus died for you so that he can fill you, not just save you, fill you for service. So now we're servant sons and servant daughters. The Old Testament men were just servants. But now you're sons and daughters. You're born of his spirit. Abba Father, his same DNA. You were grafted into the family of faith. The familia. Amen. You're in him and he's in you. And you can't shake that. You know, you can be led by your flesh and do whatever you want to do, but God's like, why well, just, just live with me? It's such a more blessed life. I mean, you just follow me. And I'll lead you into still waters and green pastures and you'll eat the good of the land. If you just follow my spirit, just stay faithful to follow. And Paul said, with a great, arguably the greatest Christian that ever lived, just follow me as I follow Christ. And if I don't follow Christ in an area, don't follow me no more. Jesse DePlanis, he's on record, he's saying, I don't follow Paul in finances. Because Paul had lack. He said, I follow Jesus in finances because Jesus never had lack. And go figure, Jesse DePlanis has never had a financial deficit in his ministry since at least 1982. Never. That's kind of unheard of for a preacher and a minister. Never a financial deficit because he follows Jesus. Follows Paul and all his doctrine and teaching but follows Jesus in the area of finance because he never had a deficit. Amen, forever. So Paul himself said, follow me as I follow Christ. Make sure you're staying with Christ as your source. You know, Elisha served Elijah for that many years. Joseph served, all these men served for so many years, but they kept God as source as number one. Amen, forever. And what's on the man of God will come on you. That's scriptural. But you serve the man of God just like you'd serve Christ. Because Christ has come. And now we're serving him with excellence. Amen. Say with excellence. That word excel is in there. Excellence means to excel. To outdo anyone in the world. You should outwork anyone. Outpray anybody. Outdress anybody. Amen. Outgive anybody. That's just who we are. We're called to excellence. Because we're ambassadors of Christ. Yes, sir. And I found out Jesus' robe was seamless. That's some robe. They should have, has anyone shot dice for your clothes? Yeah. <laughs> well, they played craps for Jesus's. So that was a nice, expensive robe, amen? So Jesus looked good. He wasn't a poor hippie down by the sea wearing sandals and flip-flops, amen? No, he dressed well. He was Jewish. He had to have a good seamstress. He had to have a good tailor. He was Jewish. Amen, <laughs> forever. Say, I'm more Jew now than Gentile. And I'm looking better and better. <laughs> Come on, take me in. <laughs> I'm looking better and better. You're looking better and better, amen? He takes us from faith to faith and from glory to glory. It just stuck in my spirit. <coughs> I have some tea here. <laughs> but I heard someone say, you know, I heard a minister say, you know, a poor man will listen to a man in a suit. But a rich man who works in a suit all week won't. And uh, that struck me. You know, you, you have businessmen watching online who, who want to give a million dollar check to your ministry, pay for your building outright, who just catch you on YouTube or Facebook, which happens all the time in ministries. They're in suits all week. They go to business conferences, they go to meetings all week in suits. Then they turn on someone who has their own channel on Facebook who looks like a hippie down by the sea. And they're like, next, next. I'm looking for someone to support. I'm looking for someone who has excellence who I'm going to sow into. So I'm starting to dress on how I, I want to live. Amen? How about you? And, and what I want and where I want to be and where I'm going. Amen? We're dressing for the future, not the past. Amen? So I throw out my old clothes and believe in new clothes. Amen? And new clothes come. I hang around Pastor Art. Free suits just come to me. Amen? It's amazing. Just like Jesus. Amen? His clothes were anointed. They were made of fine fabric. Everyone said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. You got to believe that. That was looking good, not dirty, not stained. Kept it in good shape, Steve. Amen. You're looking good, brother. <laughs> Praise God forever. And Jesus is our leader. I follow him. If he was looking good, I'm going to be looking good. Amen. I'm his ambassador. An ambassador for Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. So we got to live right, we got to work right, we got to give right, we got to breathe right, amen? <laughs> We're ambassadors of Christ. 
It's a higher standard than the world system. They're going to hell, you're going to heaven. Where the streets are made of gold. The streets aren't made of gold in hell. There ain't no streets. It's just fire and brimstone. Amen? But you're going to heaven. You got a problem with mansions, you better settle it here on earth. Because it says there's mansions prepared for you in heaven. Rubies, onyx, pearls. The gates are made of pearl 12 feet high. The streets are made of gold. Amen? You got a problem with prosperity. You got a problem with God. You got to settle that before you leave earth. Otherwise, they'll just tell you when you get there, fine, you don't like it here, go to hell. <laughs> he won't tell you that. But me and Peter at the gate, man. <laughs> I had visions of Peter. So weird one day. I had a vision of Peter and he had reading glasses on. And I said, get behind me, Satan. But it was just so real. Because Moses' eyesight was not diminished at 120, the scriptures say. Therefore, you can believe for perfect eyesight up to 120. If you want to believe past 120, go ahead, exercise your faith. But you have Bible foundation to believe for perfect eyesight, and your natural force is not abated in any way up to 120. Because the Bible says God is not a respecter of persons, he's a respecter of faith. And if he did it for Moses, he'll do it for you. Much more you in a new covenant, amen? Praise God, can I get an amen? amen. But here's Peter with reading glasses on, and I was walking down this high school in this dream, and the, there was a camera filming. And as I'm walking toward the camera, I'm walking toward the camera, I see a, a reflection in the lens, and it's behind me, and it's an angel, and I can see that. And it, it, it was just light. It, it, it's not glowing, it's, it's light. They're light. And there he was behind me, and when I turned around, it was Peter, and he had reading glasses on, and I did just, and my flesh just melted in his presence to the ground, where I felt like a pool of butter from popcorn that's been strained onto the ground. No flesh, no strength, just life. The life in me sustains me. And that marked me. Such glory. And the glasses thing, I asked the Lord, I said, why did he have reading glasses on? And he said, you know, that related to you because you see a person with glasses during childhood and he always thought they were smart. And they were good scholars. So I gave that to you personally. And I said, I don't think there's reading glasses in heaven. You know, but that marked wisdom to me. That there's a wise man, an apostle. But in the presence of God and even in the presence of the apostles through that drink, my flesh melted. Think about that. The power you hold should melt flesh as well. Where no contaminants can stand. Where conviction comes on people because you live a clean life. And the power of the Holy Ghost touches people because you're pure, just like he is. And you minister purity, purity and holiness to others. Those are qualifications for anyone in ministry, anyone serving in the church. That you must be pure, you must be cleansed, you must be whole. Holy. It says, cleanse yourself from the latter. Those who are in fornication or adultery or uncleanness. He says, if you want to be used by God, you've got to get rid of those people in your life. And be whole just as I am. Be cleansed as I am. Be pure as I am. And let the Holy Spirit make you holy. He's the Holy Spirit. And he'll burn out any impurity with fire. Amen forever. These are qualifications. You have to live a pure life to even be an usher in the church, it says. A deacon or an overseer or a bishop. Those are ushers. You have to be pure. God can't lose and won't use an unclean vessel. The Holy Spirit can't flow through an unclean vessel. That's why you have to allow Him to purify you and purge you and cleanse you. And there's going to be a great falling away. We know that. Some will say, oh, this Christianity, oh, they'll leave the faith, which means they'll leave the Word. And then there'll be others who stand strong and say, yeah, Lord, your will be done. I'm going all the way for you. Cleanse me. I'm done with the world. I'm done with the world. There ain't nothing in the world I want or need. Everything I find is right here in the kingdom of God. It's the best life you can possibly lead. And God is looking for Christians who will stand. And will say, Lord, use me. I submit under your word and under the qualifications of the church. Use me for service. Here am I. What a blessed life that God himself empowers you for service. 
He takes care of you personally for him so that you can serve him, a pure instrument in the house of God. Amen. Say, I'm done with sin. Sin has no dominion over me. Sin, get under my feet in Jesus' name. Amen forever. Now go with me to Mark 9. Mark chapter 9. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. 9.14 And when he came to the disciples, Jesus, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Leave it to the religious Christians to dispute with those who were called and sent. Jesus. Would you ever argue with Jesus? Oh, yeah, you have. <laughs> I don't want to touch them. I don't want to go give to them. I don't want to pray for them. They have tattoos. They may hurt me. No, not if Jesus said, go pray for them. Then they won't hurt you because he's the same one who promised you nothing shall by any means hurt you. He's the same one that said that too. Amen. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. If God's sending you to bless someone, it's going to pay off. Amen. Don't be in fear. I curse fear. Spirit of fear that holds the saints back from ministering for God. Faith has to override fear for you to move. Your faith level has to be way higher than your fear level for you to act. Amen. Because we're doers of this word. How about you? We're doers of the word. We're not forgetful hearers. Amen. We are doers of the word. You'll know your faith by their works, he said. We'll watch it. We'll watch your faith in action. Just like they cut through Jesus' house. That was Jesus' house in Capernaum. They cut through Jesus' roof and lowered that man down. Notice all the they's in the Gospels. I want you to highlight those if you go through it. They. There's always a remnant of people group called they. They brought this boy to Jesus. They cut through the roof. They brought this child to Jesus. They brought the leper to Jesus. They brought them in for healing. There's always a they people use to bring to church. They. Say, I'm a they. I'm going after them too, amen? I've just crossed the line where I may have wrestled with some false humility, but I'm going to endorse my ministry. I'm going to stand behind my ministry because I know it's good and this church. And I'm going to start bringing people into it, amen? I used to have a hard time, you know, yeah, I'm a pastor, come to my church. But, you know, I do that with the business, so why not the ministry? You know, I stand behind my business and market it and develop it and advertise it, so why not the ministry, amen? I should be bringing in just as many people as you, if not more, amen? Because that's the work to Timothy. Timothy, who was a pastor, Paul said, go do the work of an evangelist as well. So that's a work in the ministry that everyone should be partaking of. The work of an evangelist, bringing people in, amen? Praise God, but there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of folks out there, folks. And we're called to bring them in here, amen? Where God lives, amen? They're dying out there. Might as well get them alive in here, amen? Saved, born again, cleaned up, prosperous, healthy, healed, married if they want, serving. Praise God. That's just the church. It's just who we are. Malaysia Manansi approved this method. <laughs> Immediately, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him. They greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Mark 9, 14, right? Then one of the crowd answered, we're on 17, and said, teacher, I brought to you my son who has a mute spirit. Get this, a spirit, a demon, was making him mute. And I would endeavor to say any chronic illness or any chronic condition, you're going to have to deal with the devil first. Bind the strong man that you may spoil his house. Kick him out. A mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. This is a strong spirit in this man. Throws him down. He doesn't have any resistance here. His will is being overtaken by this demon. It throws him down and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth. That's the sign of a demon. You know, I tell our kids, stay away from those gum chewers. <laughs> stay from hell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One of our dear friends, Karen, chews gum. So. I know she's saved. Sanctified. Amen. <laughs> Gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. Rigid. Rigor mortis sets in. Gnashes with his teeth. <laughs> well, if you see that, you probably know that's a demon, right? Not trying to gnaw on you and eat your flesh off. That's why I don't like rats. I rebuke you, Satan. Get I don't like rats. Lying at him and gnashing with his teeth, and he becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples, you know, your ministry team. I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, 
but they could not. So I guess apparently they tried. He answered him, the man, and said, Oh, faithless generation. He didn't answer his disciples and say, Oh, faithless ones. He answered the man. He was targeting the man's faith as his father, as the head of the house. And I've seen so many male Christians who aren't doing anything for their households. Where are the men? Where's the covering? You know, like I said, that statistic, if you get a father saved, statistically 97% of the time, the whole family will be saved just by getting the father. And Paul said, you have many instructors in Christ, but you have not many fathers. And every pastor I've heard says the greatest need in this world are fathers. Where are the fathers? The covers of their family, their wife and their kids, amen? That's the greatest need in this world. And Satan goes after them more than anything. Because they know if I can get, he knows if I can get the head, I can get the body. He knows if I can take out fathers, people won't know what gender they are. People will be confused. There's no father figure in their life. There's nobody showing them they're a man or a woman, nurturing them if they're a girl, treating them like princesses if they're girls, or treating them like soldiers and royalty if they're sons. So we need a father resurrection. So let's target them, shall we? Let's target fathers in the world. Amen forever. Because that's what the world is in dire need of, is fathers, fathers figures. And so he said, oh, faithless generation, Jesus answered him. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. <sighs> I can't say it. <laughs> Deal with me at home. I'll bring it next week. Thanks, Lord. <laughs> then they brought to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. In Jesus' presence, the spirit was still active. Get that. Even in the presence of Jesus. The Spirit still convulsed this man, this boy. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Spirit's still in operation, right? Spirit's still there, even in the presence of Jesus. And he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him, sir? Jesus asked his dad, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, <laughs> have compassion on us and help us. I like to say it how it's written. If you can do anything, <laughs> please have compassion on us and help us. Wah, wah, since I ain't lifting a finger. Yeah, I know I'm his dad, and you placed me here as his father. But what do I have to work with? That's his position. He hasn't been taught his authority. He doesn't know it yet, apparently. Otherwise, Jesus would have scolded him and said, what have you been doing the whole kid's life? Why did you cast out this demon? Why did you pray for the sick? Why did you pray over him? Where are you? You're the head of the house. You don't need me. You won't need a miracle if you're operating in your authority. I got news for you. If you operate in your authority, you won't need a miracle. Because you're living in it. Amen. It's just life in full. Life in the kingdom. Bring him to me. So they brought him. And he said from childhood. And he's thrown him into the fire and into the water trying to destroy him. The devil. But if you can do anything, have compassion on him and help us. Jesus said to him, get Jesus' response to a person in this position. If you can believe. If. He used an if. Jesus used an if right back at him. If you. Notice how he put the responsibility back on his father and tried tapping into his faith. Because that's what moved the hand of God is faith. Amen. Amen. Your faith will move the hand of God for you. Amen. So he puts the pressure and the authority back on him. Don't look at me. If you can believe. Right? Jesus, what? If you can believe, he says to us. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Didn't say me. Didn't glorify himself. All things are possible to me, the son of the Messiah, the son of God. He said all things are possible to they who believe. Faith. That's why faith is so important. That's why God commissioned Brother Hagin, teach my people faith. 
Because it's what moves the entire kingdom of God. And what gets the job done is faith. Amen? You have to have faith to go reach the lost, even. You have to have faith to go up and talk to a person and say, Fear, get behind me. I'm ministering to this person today, and I don't care what they say. I'm going to give them the word, and the word's going to go in them, and they will be born again, either in my presence or in the presence of someone else. Because the fields are ripe for harvest. And he said, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he sends laborers into his harvest. I said, Lord, I did my job. Now send another laborer their way. Lord, I sowed the word. I did my part. Now send another harvester. Send another laborer to, to build on what I just sowed. Amen? Paul said it. I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So you're only called to do your part. Just like Elijah. Just throw your mantle on him. Amen? You may have one word. Jesus loves you. Be healed in Jesus' name. And go about your way. And go about your business. Amen? But you have a word in you all the time. God is always speaking. People just aren't always listening. You got a word in you for somebody. And it's as simple as Jesus loves you. I've seen girls cry in the mall just by saying that. One touch and one word from heaven can change a person's life forever. God loves you. He finds no fault in you. And they just start weeping. And then you get them born again if they're not saved. Bless them with some money. Bless them with healing. Have them receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. Now receive your gift now that you're in the kingdom. A child of the living God. The Holy Spirit's the gift given to you from Jesus himself. Say this with me. Holy Spirit, I receive you freely with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. That comes right out from their back. Every single time. Every single time I pray that prayer, they pray in tongues. Especially the unbelievers. You get them born again. You get them filled with the Holy Ghost. You get them healed, and then you give them some money. Oh, man. You think their lives are changed forever in a minute? Yeah, they do. One man, he was at Foothill Family Church walking by share, and he was a skateboarder guy. He had to be 21 years old, I think. And I just got out of the uh, Monday men's group at Foothill, and he was limping in front of the church in the parking lot. Like this. And I'm like, am I the only guy who sees this guy? Where is everybody? And they're still in there, like, drinking coffee. I don't know. He's doing it. And he's lifting them out. And I'm saying, well, that's a sign. I mean, in the church parking lot, limping? Come on. Where is everyone? Where are the men? But I said, fine, Lord, I'll go. Send me. And I did. And I met him at the park at night. It was dark. He had a skateboard. And I said, how you doing? And he said, ah. I just fell, I'm not feeling good. I rolled my ankle and sprained it. I think it may be broken. And I said, well, and, it, and his foot was like this. He was holding it like this. And I said, well, you're in the right place. <laughs> this is a church. <laughs> and I said, let me ask you a question. I'm not saying this is going to happen. But if you died today, where would you go? And he said, I've gotten this a lot from men, especially tattooed men on drugs. Well, man, probably go to hell, to be honest. And I said, well, the Bible says, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. And whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't ask them to say it with me. I, say, I lead them in the prayer. I don't ask them to pray. I lead them in the prayer. Like a good leader does, right? That's you. Say this with me. Heavenly Father. He said, Heavenly Father. I believe Jesus died for me. And rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart. And into my life. And I stood back after he said that. And I didn't say anything. The Holy Ghost was right there. See, when they're born again, then the Holy Ghost can come in. It's the gift. He's the gift to the church, not the world. So they have to get born again first to receive the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus' gift to the church. And so I stood back and I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. And I said, Holy Spirit, and before I even laid a hand on him, his foot went crooked to strip and sprung out by its own accord and power. And the Holy Ghost touched him without me laying a hand. The Holy Ghost just came upon him now that he was his. And ministered on his behalf to him personally without me even getting involved. And I said, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Say this with me. Holy Spirit, I receive you with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. Then I gave him some money. And he said, wow, I can get home now because I couldn't skate home to Rancho. He got healed. He got saved. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he got some prosperity to go with it. 
And I told Clarissa that night because it marked me. I said, this man, for the first time in my life in ministry, got the whole gospel at once. The whole gospel truth. Salvation, saved, filled, and blessed. Amen? And that's what we're called to do. It's the whole package when they meet you. It's everything. Amen? It's all in you already. You got everything. The kingdom's inside of you. So just go freely give it. Amen? And again, it can just be one word. Oh, that's a nice shirt. Opens it up. Well, guess where I got this shirt? And it opens it right up if they like clothes. You know? If, if they like shoes, those are some nice shoes. I wish I had a pair of those. Hey, yeah. And then they open right up. Oh, I see you have Pittsburgh on your shirt. Are you from there? No, actually, I'm from Colorado. I said, well, let me show you something. Let me share something with you. You know, open them up first. Get into them. Amen? Jesus is, he's after them. Amen? You should be after these people. Hug them, man. I just want to hug them and pull them in. I love Pastor Art. He brings people in from the streets, tattoo, drug dealers. He comes in, and man, I've seen so many people enter that church, and he'll just hug them during the service. Dressed to the nines as a pastor should be, hugging these men. There's just barely any clothes on, you know, strong, cut, torn, and they just weep in a father's embrace. Just a hug from a man or woman of God. Most people don't have parents. Either their parents left, they left, and just one hug of embrace from a real parent in the faith can change and mark their lives forever. You know, I just feel glad to give you a hug. They start weeping. We reach the lost. That's why I'm asking the Lord for this gift of hospitality. Hospitality is a gift of the Spirit. And I want to get the right definition here. Hospitality. Kindness or a lover to strangers. Kindness or a lover of strangers. That's the true definition of hospitality. And I have that everywhere I go. I just love people. I make sure I smile at them. I make sure I say hi. Remember in the old days, that was considered virtuous to say hi to strangers, right? Now there's no one saying hi. Everyone's going about their own thing, looking down at their phone. There's now phone lanes in China made for people who walk on their phone on the street because they're always looking down and nobody wants them to get hit by a car so they've developed their own lane. We don't want that here. What happened to the days? Hi. How are you? <laughs> How you doing? Remember that? Remember the days of saying hi to strangers? Then in inter-school, kids don't say hi to strangers. So you're raised with isolation. You're raised with communism. You're raised with being an island instead of reaching people for Jesus and reaching the lost. It's as simple as saying hi to someone. Seriously. <laughs> it's so easy. You know? Just to get someone saved. And then once they trust you and the Holy Ghost hits them and be like, you know, come to my church. It's good here. You'll get the word. You'll get raised up. You'll start to prosper. Be healthy and strong. Amen. Praise God forever. We're all good. Go get them. We'll go get them. Amen. Time's short. Happy Caldwell said this. He's a pastor. I'm reading his book, A Pastor's Heart, right now. It's great. I recommend it to everyone. Happy Caldwell, The Pastor's Heart. But he said this The purpose of the church is to shine his light and preserve his salt. The purpose of the church is to shine as light and preserve as salt. It should be a preserving agent in your community. It should be a light, a city set on a hill, and people should know that. That's why we're here. To shine and to preserve and protect. We're the salt of the earth. Salt preserves. But salt also makes things taste good. It brings out the flavor of whatever it's added to. Amen. Salt enhances flavor. It brings out the flavor of whatever it's put on. Brings it to the surface so you can taste it. That's what we're called to do. Sprinkle salt on people so they can be the real them. That the real them starts shining through. Because of your light and your salt that's in you. Can I get an amen? That's what true evangelism is. Light and salt. You're the salt of the earth. The light of the world. And a light on a hill cannot be easily hidden. Just know that. When you go out. When you're being you, Jesus didn't try to be Jesus. He just was. It's just who you are. 
It's just how you're made. It's who you are. You just have to be yourself. And others will be drawn to you. Jesse DePlantis told me this. Your spirit attracts people. The anointing keeps people. Your spirit will attract them. And the anointing will keep them. They'll call you. They'll call you back. Where are you going to church? What are you doing? So your spirit attracts them. But the anointing keeps them. Isn't that a good word? Amen forever. Let's wrap up so we don't freeze. <laughs> we love you, Father. We bless you. We thank you for today. I thank you that healing is always in your wings and that we can reach out with the arm of faith and receive it. We bless you. We thank you for this service. We thank you for life and life in full. We thank you for ministering to each heart and the mission statement you gave us for this church and ministry, empowering others to spread the kingdom of God on earth. I speak that over everyone connected to us, all our partners, all of our family and friends. They are empowered to prosper and they are empowered to spread the kingdom of God on this earth. We bless them this week. May they be lights on a hill. May these clouds clear up and may it be sunny so that they can go out freely and that others are out as well. And Lord, just bring us to where the people are. That's all you did, Jesus. You just went to where the people were. So bring us to where the people are this week. And our spirits will draw them, and the anointing in us and on us will keep them. We bless you and we thank you for doing that. And if you agree with it, say amen. Amen, amen forever. Well, if you'd like to give online, you can. We're taking up our tithes and offerings. It's good to be able to give. Amen. And the Lord will increase you more and more so you have more to give with. You can give to at ElishaMarkMinistries.com. Or if you're making out a check, you can do it to Word at the Ranch. Or you can text number 44321 and just write in the box there, Word at the Ranch, to support our work here in South Orange County. The Lord has strategically placed us in Laguna Hills. I crossed into Mission Viejo trying to have midweek services, and that flopped. Because <laughs> I ain't called there. You know, I'm praying over Mission Viejo. It's the next city over. And I know there's some drug, uh, spirit of drug use there that needs to be dealt with still. That's why I wanted to go. But the Lord has planted us here in Laguna Hills for a reason. And so, you know, if you're called to an area, you're called to that area specifically. So stay there and don't move. Amen forever. So we pray over this city. We pray over Laguna Hills in Jesus' name. We cast down any foul spirit of infirmity in the heavenlies that would try to run Laguna Hills in Jesus' precious name. And we speak to every position of government here and city official in this area. And all the ministry of helps, police department, fire department, paramedics, we bless them as well and speak life over them in Jesus' name. Lord, we will hit everybody in this city. That is my endeavor before you take us up. You planted us here in Laguna Hills. Therefore, we call Laguna Hills saved, and we call revival to Laguna Hills that it will spring up for us in Laguna Hills, California. In Jesus' precious name, I call a new fire to this city. Amen. Father, we cast down anybody in office of leadership that's not using it properly in this city yeah. and in this domain, our territory. We cast them out of office, and Lord, we erect the righteous now. We handpick them in the spirit. You know, some of you, the Lord says, will may be walking around, and the, Lord, and the Lord will have you talk to someone, and they're the next mayor, or they're the next government official and city leader in this, in this city, or in the city you live. What's going to happen? Because he said he'll bring you before kings. They'll be nursed at your side. So be on the, way, the lookout of that. I told you that surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life and you. So start looking behind you more. And see who the Lord wants you to minister to and touch. Because they may have something good for you. Goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. Amen. The Lord told me that, Sharon. Start looking behind me more often. And I have. Do you want me to minister to them? Are they a sinner that have a lot of wealth for me in the church to take in? What do you want me to do here? Start looking behind you more often, the Lord says. There's people who are following you that need you. Amen. And we need them. Amen forever. So, Father, we pray over our offering today in Jesus' name. We thank you for a 30, 60, 100-fold return. That if anyone here under the sound of my voice is on government funds, government income, or a fixed income, they can unfix it right now with this seed sown in the good fertile soil ground. I rebuke fixed income in Jesus' name. Why? Because God's the provider yesterday, today, and forever. And he has no limits. We're not looking to the government for income. I'm not looking to man for income. God is my source. Jesus is Lord. And his word is our supply. Amen? Amen. 
God is our provider. He is our provision. We keep God first place in our lives. Amen? And when we give, that releases the blessing. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. That means empowering to prosper. So every time you give, just know more is coming back. And then don't give up until you have it. Amen? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And running over shall men and women give back to you with the measure you give. That's a promise. You cannot separate harvest from seed time, giving from receiving. It's promised to you. So don't speak against your harvest. You know, a good farmer, he's not only obligated to sow seed for his livelihood, for his family, but he's also the one who does the harvesting. Now, the fruits grow up and the harvest grows up, he knoweth not how. He's got to water it. I water it with praise. Thank you, Lord. My harvest is coming in. I sowed a hundred bucks here. I'm expecting a hundredfold return. I thank you. You've written. You said it. I praise you for my harvest. And that's watering your sheep through praise. Amen? But it's also up to you to harvest it. No good farmer would plant seed without harvesting the crop. So you have to harvest it. And you do that with the sickle of your tongue, Isaiah says, by calling in the harvest. You harvest, you come to me now. I'm a seed sower. I'm a giver. I've been instructed to sow, Lord, where you've told me to sow. And I've given many seeds just out of my own free will and from my own heart. And I expect those seeds to rise up and produce a harvest for me to live by and a harvest for me to give by. Amen. And it won't be, for, won't be long when you start sowing harvest. Now you'll sow orchards and living on orchards. Amen. You sow seeds, you reap harvest. You sow harvest, you reap orchards. And the Lord takes you from glory to glory and from faith to faith. Amen. So extend your faith. If you need more, believe to give more. Amen. Extend your faith with us. Amen. As we grow and believe for a new building this year. Extend it. And God will unfix your income. And he'll change it like he did for us. I believe for new income every day of my life. Every day a miracle day. He had manna from heaven every day, fresh baked. God's never changed. You look into the government, you get paid once a month. No, that's not enough. You need to be paid every day, amen? God's unlimited. Say, I have money coming in every day. And you sow seed for that in Jesus' name. Father, this is my seed to unfix my income. You're taking me to levels and places I've never been before. Knock my socks off. Have your way. It is written. Amen. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. Praise God. We love you guys. We bless you. If we could pass our offering basket, that'd be great. Remember that boy with the five loaves and two fish? You can't outgive give God. He got 12 basketfuls left over. They brought, home, brought him home for his family or one for every apostle. God is so good. We thank you for your giving. We thank you for your living. We thank you for your support. We thank you for your gifts and talents rising up to the surface in Jesus' precious name. And we thank you for ministering here. Chair Galen, Mom, thank you. We bless you. May this be a birthing center of creativity, entrepreneurship, and business. May new ideas and new endeavors come to their minds and hearts right now in Jesus' name and this week as they give to live and as they live to give. Lord, bless us with creative ideas and endeavors that will not only bless our families and loved ones, but bless our church, ministries, and the world as well. We thank you that we are a light on a hill that cannot be hit. And if you got something from this message, say amen. 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 We love you guys. Amen. Thank you for tuning in online. Have a blessed Sunday and have a blessed week. Fishers of men, bring someone in. We need them. Get them all cleaned up and born again. Amen forever. We love you guys. Be being blessed. Woo! Woo! <laughs>